Ladies and gentlemen, Crystal Clear Industries, in association with Rhinestone Radio Podcasts, is proud to present Old Hollywood Realness. Brought to you in vibrant podcastoscope for your listening pleasure. Join your hosts Kathleen Null and Philip Estrada as they recap Hollywood's dazzling darlings one film at a time. And now, please sit back, relax, and enjoy the program. Good morning, (laughs) Kathleen. Oh, goodness. All I got to say to you is... What a time to be alive, Kathleen. Seriously. Really. Especially now, because this is... I don't know about you, but this is our first official weekend of something they call sunshine. So, I mean, I'm feeling a little punchy. Yes. Finally... Finally, we have skies that look somewhat normal. Yes, yes, <laughs> like the rest of the the world. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. So, how was your week? How was your weekend? How was your life? How's your mom? Uh, How's everybody? <laughs> oh, you know, busy, 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 all the time. Great. But, uh, but I'm glad to be here. And uh, I, I just want to say a shout out from the top. Today is also Betty Page's birthday. Aww. And I thought we'd uh, give her a little shout out. So um, Happy yeah. B-Day, Betty Page. <laughs> R.I.P. Betty Page, we love yeah. you. <laughs> She's uh, posing in S&M gear in heaven. Yeah. <laughs> or something. Something. <laughs> Good times. Um <laughs> Uh, um, welcome everybody. Yeah, welcome old, back to OHR. <laughs> old Hollywood realness. <laughs> and this is the podcast dedicated to the glitz and glamour of Tinsel Town's golden era. That's we, right. Where we celebrate <laughs> movies one film at a time. Um, mm-hmm. I'm one of your hosts, Philip Estrada. And I'm the other host, Kathleen Null. Yes. Yeah, you are. I'm sorry. I, let me just preface this by saying it is 9.45 on a Sunday morning, 15 yes. minutes at the top of the hour. I've yes. had one giant cup of cold brew, and now I'm working on a venti cold brew from Starbucks. Oh <laughs> well, since you mentioned that, I'm also working on my uh, second giant travel mug of uh, coffee, which is, uh, it's like this... I don't know. It's like Java. I don't know. It's like an extra strong one because yeah. that's what happens when you live in the Pacific Northwest. You have I to mean, prop yourself up every morning. Yeah. No, I hear you. So if you hear <laughs> my so, dark. so if you're listening to this and you hear my teeth grit grinding, it's yeah. because I'm just tweaked out or, of my brain on caffeine. <laughs> are we yelling? Are yeah. we yelling? Is that, am I yelling? Am I yelling? Oh my god, it was amazing, amazing movie, amazing movie, Philip. I feel like I'm yelling. <laughs> Um, <clears throat> excuse me. I'm also getting over some plagma in the tubes. Oh my gosh, but, me too. I oh. think it's like the hay fever change of weather with pollen and stuff. So we're going to just was. be, we're going to be flemming it up. Yeah, this is going to be a sexy episode. I'll just tell you that much. So <laughs> welcome to the glitz and glamour, y'all. <laughs> yeah, the glitz and glamour of the plagma in the tubes. So get, get ready for it, guys. Buckle up. <laughs> there might be a little coffee and sneezy up in here. Yeah. Like, snap your suspenders. Everything's going to be great. (laughs) 
Okay, so what movie are we talking about today, Kathleen? Well, um, I guess, well, let's, uh, I was going to say, we should probably preface this. The next couple episodes are going to be, are actually our birthday picks, because we have birthdays very close together. Both you and me are Tauruses. Yes, that's right. And as, mm. as, um, as one of our favorite TV shows once said, happy birthday, Mr. Smithers. <laughs> That's right. (laughs) And so we decided to, um, we both picked movies that we just felt were like, you know, the the only reason why, you know, they were our birthday picks. So, um, so yeah. So, um, and this was yours. This (laughs) is my birthday pick. So we're talking about the Wizard of Oz. Uh, good uh, pick, by the way. I'm like, way to pick like the greatest movie of all time. So. I was thinking, I was racking my brain because I was like, I really want to do some like heavy hitters, but like, yeah. I'm like, it's still early in this. I feel like we're still early in our tenure, and I'm like, I, I kind of want to. But this but one feels like a what? good one to do. Ex- no, I 100. When you said this, I was like, this feels so right. Yes. I am so excited. I so. feel right, Brian. I feel right. Uh, <laughs> I feel right, Brian. I feel right. <laughs> <laughs> my favorite episodes ever. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god um so uh, yeah so this is the wizard of oz from 1939 mm-hmm. it's from um a little studio called metro goldwyn and mayor maybe you heard of it <laughs> yeah um <laughs> it stars one miss judy garland as dorothy maybe you um, heard of her <laughs> <laughs> uh frank morgan um plays uh sort of an eddie murphy style character where he plays miss professor marvel the wizard of oz the gatekeeper the carriage driver and the guard Mm -hmm. um ray bolger plays the scarecrow and he also plays Mm -hmm. a character named hunk in the uh kansas (laughs) scenes uh our our dear 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 bert lar plays the cowardly lion and he also plays bert lard like he never bert lard before in this movie my god (laughs) we'll get to this but it's he (laughs) Uh, he runs away with this movie. I just, uh, yes. <laughs> um, the Tin Man, played by Jack Haley, and he also plays a character named Hickory. Um, oh, he's my favorite, too. <laughs> he's okay. so sweet and wonderful. I've got Sorry. so much to <laughs> so I know. Much, so I much to, where to begin. Let me just get okay. through this real fast. So, okay. Glyn, uh, Billy Burke plays Glinda. Uh, Margaret Hamilton plays Miss Gulch and also the Wicked Witch of the West. Uh, mm-hmm. Charlie uh, Grapewin plays Uncle Henry. Clara Blandick plays Auntie M. And Terry plays Toto. And then it also features the singing, the singer midgets as the munchkins. Their word, not mine. So. Yeah, I was going to say, uh, well, that was not... Were you only using the technical titles yes. when we're using that Well, that's that what they were credited here, as. So. So, and apparently yeah, yeah. I was reading somewhere that the they're not... The singer, singer is referencing the name of the guy who represents the group of of, right. of actors who are little people. Not yeah. necessarily that they are singing um, little people. Right. <laughs> he just sort yes. of, so he gets the credit, not the. The, yeah, sort of like P.T. Barnum, you know, kind of with the circus. And right, <laughs> I mean, unfortunately, right. but yeah. yes. <laughs> um, the costumes of this movie are by one Mr. Adrian. I mean, get Which, out of town. In case you haven't listened to our show, that's our number one favorite costume designer of all time. Yes. So. <laughs> and if he's not your favorite costume designer, I don't know what's wrong with you. Well, we, um, we can't relate. So. <laughs> JK, JK. We all have, we're all welcome to our opinions. Exactly, but yes. This one is a very great opportunity, um, is a great reference. Um, is a great example of his work in that mm-hmm. sort of like fantasy genre. So he really yes. knocks it out of the park. And then this movie was ultimately directed by Victor Fleming, but apparently it went through multiple directors. Mm-hmm. Including George Cukor, right? I yeah, I think so yeah. at one point. Um, yeah. So what is your history by from of this movie, Kathleen? 
Uh, well, I, I believe it's probably one of the, my earliest memories of watching television was watching this movie because um, it was put on VHS in 1980. So I would say we're probably the first generation of children to actually be able to watch this whenever we wanted uh, on, right, a, on a yeah. video cassette. So uh, I can't, I mean, I, I can't picture my life without this movie. It's, it's everything. I, yeah. I just, yeah, it's, it's, I would say it's like my patient zero of costume films where I just, it changed my life forever. How about you? <laughs> <laughs> well, that, I mean, that pretty much sums it up. But this movie, for me, I just can't remember not ever. I remember just kind of being like, I don't remember a time of this movie not existing yes. in my mm-hmm. in my subconscious or consciousness, and I just think maybe it had I had seen parts of it or like, and then as a you know as an infant or a you know a toddler or whatever, and then just I think that it was put on VHS at one point in the eighties, and I think a cousin mm-hmm. of mine owned it or bought it, um, and seeing it and just being like, wow, this is yeah. something, and then. Glinda showed up on screen with her big giant pink oh dress and I was I, like I, it I literally said I think I said to myself I am gay <laughs> just that was it I just stared yeah. off into the middle distance and was yeah. like that's there's no more arguing it was I, it. I do believe uh, yeah uh, Glinda <laughs> had an effect on me too there was something about her she she really truly uh, Billy Burke is just mythic she is absolutely <laughs> mythic when she comes on stage and I think um I remember, I think, I don't know about you, but like this is one of those movies that as a kid, I never got tired of watching. No, absolutely never. You're just like, again, again, again. Oh, it's on. Oh, it's fine. I'll just watch, you know. And can we talk about that gown, though? Can we seriously have have, like, can we take the next 25 hours to talk about that gown? Because it will haunt your dreams for the rest of your life because (laughs) it is, it is, I mean, that's to me when I think Adrian, I think Glinda. Like, it's just 100%. Fantastic. She She's, is fantastic. Her voice, her beautiful face, the way her 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 mannerisms were so um, she's so uh, comforting. There's something so comforting about Glinda and the way she speaks to Dorothy. And I love. I was actually thinking about this too, just watching it again. And there, there's so many things you get when you're older that you I didn't pick up when I was uh, a kid, which I just love. It's like you watch something again, for, like for the first time. But I love when she's, she asks, uh, you know, she's like, wait, how, you know, you're, she's like, oh, I, she's like, well, but witches are old and ugly. That's what Dorothy <laughs> says. And she's like, she, you know, she's like, well, I'm a witch, you know? And she's like, you know, and the, I love the idea that she's like, you know, like something like only bad witches are ugly. She's like, cause I'm 54. You know? I know like, she was like, <laughs> she was, that's right. She was 54, 55 years old when she was in this Stunning. Movie. Like she was, I mean, and she just kind of looks like, like now that it's in like super HD and all that stuff, she, you can tell she's a little bit older, but like mm-hmm. she's just, you're just like, she is a fox of a girl. Grandma. She's like absolutely she, well, beautiful. I mean, 55 her hair, is not that old, her whoever did her like her make probably Jack Don her makeup. The way they did her makeup is so doll like and so I mean, ethereal. The whole thing is like yeah. the whole thing is very doll like, and, and the way she carries herself and she the way she speaks to her, she's so uh, just so comforting. You just you want her to hold your hand. It's just oh the most God. wonderful thing, you know. <laughs> I know she was like she's like the perfect she's like the perfect matri matron matriarchal character in this yeah. movie. Like it's so interesting and it's funny because like um, there's because. Uh, they're like um, they used basically all the characters from the the um, the Kansas scene to play all the characters in the Oz scene, mm-hmm. except for Glinda. She doesn't make except a. She's not really. Which I'm just like, that would have been kind of amazing if she was Aunt Em. Like it, because so it I was sort of like very, I know. Oh, well, very like parallel characters, you know, sort of thing. For sure. 
uh, shoot, I, I, just... I actually, in my mind, I always think, well, maybe, you know, because obviously, like, we don't know Dorothy's background. She's obviously being raised by an aunt and uncle. So I always thought, well, maybe Glinda's her mother. Maybe May- that's oh. like, maybe that's sort of the essence of her mother. I can, I sort can of, get, yeah. Yeah. Like, and I think that's probably why Glinda's so wonderful because, and I just, I love, I think my thing, even as a little kid, I remember when she was like, well, I'm, you know, I'm a witch. And I was like, well, I want to be one too. <laughs> like, I was like, well, if witches can be beautiful, then I, I will sign up for this, you know? Yes, but I just love the way she speaks is so plain. Um, the way she speaks to Dorothy, it's like, as a little kid, you understand her completely. She's really no. setting the scene from the very beginning, like, you know, like oh i thought you know witches you can't be a witch witches are this no witches are not witches yeah. you know only only bad witches are ugly I just, and i'm like well then i want to be a good one yeah, you know? i <laughs> love that everything sort of um is got like this kind of cartoonish quality like her voice yes. is a little bit like singing and operatic and like it is it's um, so sing-songy like snow white I, it's I, wonderful yeah i think i was reading somewhere too that this movie was um this was uh wow his name Louis B. Mayer, that's the name that I was yes. looking for. So this was sort of Louis B. Mayer's just being like, fuck you to Disney. Like, he just like, yes. you, you, they did, uh, they did um, uh, Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs, and it was a monster hit. And yes. so they were just like, we need something that does that. And they well, weren't really yes. a, a animation studio, so they went ahead and did this one and tried to make it mm-hmm. as sort of like almost what you would consider like a live action cartoon mm-hmm. in a way for them. And well, it, yeah. And I yeah. think they not killed it. They killed oh, it with this movie. They, they absolutely killed it. But yeah, you know, I was reading, yeah, exactly. Like to add on even more shade. Cause like, I think Disney, cause they did Snow White and then they wanted to do a, a, an animated version or, or something like a wizard of Oz, because this had already been done as a silent film in 1925. But yeah, but unfortunately, but MGM owned the right. So they were like, uh-uh, uh-uh, hunty, we're going to make our own mm-hmm. movie and you can't have shit, know. you know? And so they I, pretty much did their own thing, you know? Wasn't this also made like really super early in the film, like in the almost like the it, like early teens? Yes, like, they, 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 did, they did a version um, then too. It, it was, I, I want to say, because the, there was The Wizard of Oz in 25 and I think they did another one that was like The Wonderful World of Oz or Ozma of Oz. I have actually some of them on, on DVD, which I haven't watched in a long time, but um, the whole Oz, like Frank L. Baum series was sort of the Harry Potter of its day when it was written in like the 1900s. Mm-hmm. And it later on, I mean, they did plays. I have a, actually a book on it, like how the the genre, the Oz genre was very, very popular throughout America in the early 1900s. So it was already, um, the, the, the lore and the stories and already were sort of in pop culture uh, long before the MGM movie was ever made. You know, they were doing, yeah. uh, there were plays, there were tours, like musical tours that were done, like almost like vaudeville. Um, so these characters were not uh, sort of br- like brand new to a lot of people. Yeah, right. this would have been the equivalent of like, you know, I guess sort of like a Harry Potter movie being made. Mm-hmm. That's the best thing I can think of because it was a series of books and they're very, you know, it was fantasy and it revolved around a, a certain character. And, you know, so it, again, I'm not, it's not apples to apples, but you know what I mean? Like you kind of, it's that similar kind of like it was a whole factory, you know, or yeah, of, yeah. of uh, franchise, I guess you could mm-hmm. say. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I, I, I had read the first one, and I know that there is a whole series where she mm-hmm. goes back, back and forth, and the sort of thing from Kansas to Oz, and she keeps yeah, going back. And I think at one friends. point there's another, yeah. there's another character who ends up going too. So it sort of like mm-hmm. continues the story. So it's, yeah. I mean, yeah, it was a huge, huge phenomenon at the time. Yeah, and, and like, you know, like, she has other animal friends that talk, like, you know, like, she's got her Belina the talking hen. She's actually got a kitten that turns different colors, which Aww. I would have loved to have seen. Yeah, I know. There's like, and like, <laughs> like you know, oh, and like, you know, just different things. Like the original, um, 
the original slippers were not ruby they were silver slippers right, but yeah. you know and of course a lot of you know one of the things like red obviously looked better in technicolor and they really were trying to play with this you know as you said like almost like an animated like a cartoon so there were different liberties taken which work for work for the movie you know i'm not mm -hmm. mad at that so uh but yeah it's it, they're really really great they were you know they're older but they're really great children's books that are still worth a read now it's it's really a very very fantastical stories that um are pretty great especially you know being as a as a young girl who loved adventure i i really <laughs> related so <laughs> i love them um I mean, this. There's so much about this movie. It's so yes. beautiful. Like yeah. it's so wonderful. Um, I mean, uh, you can make a movie about the making of this movie too. Oh like, yeah. So much, so much drama. Uh, you know, and I and mean. <laughs> my like it was a it, so many pioneering things, but also a lot of drama, a lot of tra a lot of hard work. Which just yeah. hard uh, fucking work went into. Yeah, I heard there was like a bit of like some really some kind of like not messed up, but just a little bit of like not the best behavior on set too. Of like, I know that yes. I've heard stories that the Munchkins weren't that great. Like they yeah. were. Just like kind of running oh, amok yes. and like yes being, there's a lot of like Hollywood like, yeah <laughs> a lot of lore around that about like yeah. them trying to get handsy with Dorothy and, and yeah, even like just... even like uh, Judy's um, experience of it like she was like in the thick of being like you know the factory being a film oh, factory and like being pushed and pushed and pushed and pushed and it was just like I know you know it's, it's just a and unfortunately I mean, that's all I think about now when I watch it now yeah. with what I know I just think you poor girl like you yeah. know she's because yeah and it it, it makes so much I, I really I get angry for her because she was it's like imagine being worked to death and when you're raising your hand and saying hey I'm tired but everyone around you including your own fucking mothers like no you're yeah. fine you're fine just keep doing it God like, that bar would, yeah uh, uh, that yeah. biography you let me borrow the uh, get happy biography oh my god I mean I it tears you up one way one side and down the other it's she's it's just a tragedy her entire yeah. life was just a major bummer like yeah it oh, is a major bummer that just it's like kills me like, that's why I think her her relationship with um the Doroth Dorothy Pondon was must have been was so amazing and pivotal which by the way I got to get you that book because that was amazing um nice. the one yeah like it's all kind of her memoirs of her relationship a lot of it revolving around her relationship with her. She really was like the mother she never had. Well, it was really anyway. But yes, well, and this is all pre. This is pre her. Like you know, they haven't met yet when when this movie took place. Oh, they were okay. too busy trying to make her look, which is I think is very interesting. They they tried so hard to make um, Judy Garland look like she was eleven or twelve year old years old, which was the char Dorothy's character. Right. Yeah. And, so uh, they did their best yeah. to make her look as tween as possible. Exactly. Like they wanted to make and. Her yeah, and she—I mean, she was tiny, but she was obviously curvy. And she's seventeen; she's obviously developed by then. Which, by the way, if you think about it, I think of like the shoe being on the other foot. You think of someone like Ann Miller, who was around mm -hmm. her age too, at fifteen, sixteen, and they're making her look like she's thirty years old. So, yeah, this was definitely like they were at at seventeen. They would have probably been trying to make her look hotsy totsy, like a, like Lana Turner was was you know <laughs> around her age. But here yeah. they're trying to regress her back into this child again, just. More that those things that they kept that they kept doing to Judy, where she just never could be like a fully actualized woman, you know, <laughs> and it's just so frustrating. Yeah, I know it's uh, such a bummer because you're like because they, I guess you know, is it's sort of the double edged sort of being a child actor, like with mm -hmm. her with her specifically because she just had such huge success when she was a kid. So then huge. they're just like, well, we can't, yeah. she can't grow up because if she does, then that's like mm -hmm. that she's no longer going to be famous anymore, and she's not going to be a, a box office draw if she's a woman, you know. And yep. it's a sh it's a shame because she killed it as a woman like she was amazing oh and, my god like i mean she's like even just some of the the sort of like anecdotal things like you think mm -hmm. about her in um like 
um, till the clouds roll by. She's like, does these amazing musical numbers in that as a woman. And she does amazing that musical number in Ziegfeld Follies too. Is amazing. Oh yeah. Like when she does that, you know, the actress number and she's like, you know, of course that's when she, after she met, um, uh, Vincent Minnelli so yep. he like basically turned her into a woman and showed MGM that oh she could be a viable star as a woman and she really I Absolutely. mean it's just well, a shame that it, they didn't know, have that of, foresight yeah. you know I know it really is because she was obviously she was very upstairs she was very mature and very snappy and witty and we you know even if you hear her like some of her later when she would just record herself talking and or just you know more candid interviews with her you're just like my god you must have been fun to talk to like really you know <laughs> and and uh it's just really sad that yeah it was this whole like looking like one thing on the outside and being something different on the inside oh my goodness that sounds yeah. so familiar <laughs> oh my goodness, anyway yeah we could uh, talk forever we could about talk Judy. but, oh, but yeah but anyway this yeah this movie is just wonderful and i'm i mean i'm really despite all that i'm really glad that you know she somewhere over the rainbow was just that was her song that was mm-hmm. her this this movie defined her in some i think some of the best ways and um yeah. and even the other actors who were involved you know they it, it they were legend this was legendary yeah you know so funny they i um had read that they almost cut that song out because it was it was too long too that made the kansas scenes too long and they thought it dragged and i was like girl i know (laughs) know. sometimes it's so funny when i talk when i think about movies and stuff like that and what they go through to make these movies it really is just like a crapshoot oh yeah that they ever make a good movie you know know, it's like there's no it's just like it really doesn't like it almost like there's no they're just like it's all luck for some oh, of the, yeah. most of the time it's luck to make it i know movie. well and meanwhile, someone's gonna come yeah. in and fuck it up and put their oh, fingers all over it seriously or you know in this case there were multiple directors mm-hmm. i mean you know my gosh i mean this movie let's you know talk talk about costumes my god there's so many talking points good and bad oh, i mean it was a pioneer of a movie but as as we all know, being a pioneer is very rough. There's a lot of experiments, injuries, things, death maybe could even happen to pioneers. So, uh, and and a lot of that was involved in these in the making of this movie. You know these, and you know it's like we think of what actors and people go through today. You know because you know, and a lot of this is by choice. People who choose to commit to their role and be really you know take it really seriously. I think of like a like a Val Kilmer for instance, who you know like practicing for hours to do gun work to do Tombstone or something like you know like really committed but yeah. this was like they were practically slaves i mean oh, yeah. they were being set on fire they were being <laughs> like like buddy epson woke up in the middle of the night screaming because his body was suffocating due to the silver paint that you know was he was the first tin man you yeah. know so it's like like i was reading about it like he literally woke up screaming <laughs> because yeah. he was body was suffocating you know and I then mean, like you oh, know yeah and, he was he was they covered him in powder too which yes. was getting into his lungs it was getting into his well, lungs and he like, yeah Whoa. and he was he was like he was dying and he had to yeah. stop you know and then they give it to jack haley with slightly better products to use and he gets a massive eye infection so (laughs) it's like you know and then um i think i was reading also too like um even with ray bolger like the prosthetics that they had to use you know how your face your face skin is very soft like it left an impression in his face that stayed on for the better part of a year like the green makeup like uh I think it was like uh, I've been reading about the green makeup like that was like, you know, she had to drink liquids because they were afraid of her ingesting the makeup. So she was on like an all liquids diet. Margaret Hamilton, who, by the way, was 36 years old when she did this role. I know. Oh, wow. I know. I was like, wait, 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 what? 
I know. And she's, and I'm sorry, but to this day, she was fucking frightening. She is yes. amazing. I love her. So amazing. My God, she delivers. Oh, so good. my God. But, and they uh, cut yeah. a lot of her scenes out, too. They did. Because there was a lot of scenes because they were worried that it was going to be too scary with her. Well, with you know what? I'm sorry. I'm like, yeah. that's kind of a bummer because I would have loved to see. Like, I, I could have loved to see this movie if it was, like, a little bit darker. It had more, like, teeth to it. You know, it would have oh, been well, so cool. There's a scene had. where she does turn Jack Hale, does turn the Tin Man into a beehive. I'm pretty sure that would have given me nightmares. So, oh like, uh, yeah. <laughs> I was like, huh, well, you know, good thing you left in somewhere over the rainbow. <laughs> Obviously, you had choices to make you know yeah it's it's pretty dark i mean but it's amazing it's so enthralling um i uh the last time i saw this movie was actually a few years ago before i had moved here from oakland and in oakland there's an old movie theater in downtown called the paramount theater and on friday nights like once a month they would play a classic movie for five bucks i always say it's like the best five bucks you could spend in oakland on a friday night amazing well, one time they did The Wizard of Oz, so I was there, and I <laughs> sat up in the balcony, and I remember when I, because I, I was like, I just want to, like, I'm, I'm going to sit up in the back, because, and I was alone, because I'm like, because I'm going to be crying, so I want to make sure I get my seat, where I don't have to be around people, and there, of course, but it's like almost a sold-out showing, like, everybody went, and um, there were so many people up in the balcony who had little children with them, and I thought, oh boy, well, this this may not be fun, because I, <laughs> I, I think they'll be distracted, oh my god, it was amazing. These kids never moved. I think I maybe saw one little kid who had to go to the bathroom, like had to get escorted, to, like to take a pee. But otherwise, like these kids were sitting up along the railing of the balcony, just enthralled the entire time. Yeah, I, it I was don't, I don't, I such that. an amazing experience. We were all like everybody in there was just like quiet time. Like we we were just we were in it, and it was on this tiny little theater. Like the screen was way off in the distance. It was so small. It wasn't HD or anything. Like it was obviously like. It wasn't a, a restored version or anything, and all of us were just hanging on to every moment. It no. was it was magic. It was true no. magic. Yeah. That's also, so cool. I was just like, look at all these kids being so good in an old movie. <laughs> but it's probably has to do with the parents too. Let's face it. Yeah. So um, anyway, it's but, funny because yeah. um, <clears throat> not to like change the subject completely but i wanted to talk about the costumes a little bit because i was reading in the book gowns by adrian which is Uh, an amazing book one of the greatest books ever published oh my god so um i was reading the part about um the wizard of oz and it had said that um adrian was uh, was a huge fan of the oz series of books when he was a kid and mm-hmm. he would basically spend his youth like drawing all the characters um, oh and drawing like different versions of the characters and what they wore and all this stuff. And then when he got the, when they basically came to him, it was like, you're doing the Wizard of Oz. Of course, he probably shat himself. And I was, was going like, to say, he picked oh himself my. off the floor. <laughs> yeah, he probably was like, uh, the dope. And then, so basically oh when they gave him the film, he immediately wired his sister back home in Connecticut and she had him. Uh, she he, he had her send all of his childhood journals to oh to Hollywood in order to use them as references because he's like well I've already done these it's like I've already done oh these my God, so amazing. he used them as reference so he used his like childhood perspective of the book I was like that is that's genius uh, like oh to my do God, that that's to be like fucking genius I mean come on like if you're gonna be making a movie that's sort of like a childhood like 
I don't, dream I'm just like, fa- fantasy. Yeah, dream I mean, that fantasy is fantasy of a child oh is God. like that is pure uh, genius. I was like, you. I have I'm, no idea. That's amazing. That's yeah, magic. So, Adrian ended <laughs> magic up. Magic is real. <laughs> I know it's pretty epic. So he ended up Shit. making three thousand two hundred and ten sketches for this movie. What? I know. And um, let's see what else was there uh, that I found. So there were hundred and twenty Munchkins on set, and each of them had a custom costume, but they God. didn't. Apparently, they didn't do like full fittings and that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. It was basically like they just kind of created an army worth of stuff. Yeah. And then, then they just kind of like measured them and then put them in something that's as close to their measurements as possible. Yeah. And then just sort of like, like it was like kind of like, kinda. it was like a factory thing. Yeah. Kinda, they did like this whole thing where they were like, you know, they assigned each one a number and then each costume. And then when they came yeah. in every morning, they got, they get, took the number, they got the costume, they gave it to them and then they checked it out. They, it's like checking in and out their wow. costume every single day. Good for them. I know. They kind of, they, they, he, you know, figured it out. Yeah. Um, let's see. They ha- apparently they had to hand dye many of the materials used for the Emerald City looks. Um, oh wow. Because uh, um shoes, silks, and wools all had to be dyed on site in the wardrobe building, because apparently it was just they couldn't get anything on hand because mm-hmm. like it wasn't necessarily like a color that was just readily available. And um, also, well, and those scenes are amazing. It literally looks like every fabrication on the planet in green. I it, mean, it's, it's the stunning. textures and the especially in the restored version of the film, mm-hmm. you just really see it's it's a feast for the eyes for sure. It really is. I mean, it's fucking stunning. Yeah. And apparently they had to use um they had to use higher end fabrics for that whole scene because um cotton couldn't get that bright. No, you so can tell. Up, you can tell yeah, there's so like they wools use, and oh my gosh. Yeah, wools, silks, natural all those like high end natural fibers and I was like, "Go girl, get them. Get yes. your monties." Like, um, yes, queen. And um Adrian has stated after later on he had stated that it was the greatest fun he'd ever had in film work before. Oh, man. So, it's like well, it one shows. of the highlights. Like between this movie it's like there's this movie, and then there was like uh, the Ziegfeld, great Ziegfeld mm-hmm. uh, movie, which is, I mean, amazing. And Zigf- uh, Ziegfeld Girl, like he really, he knows how to do some fantasy costumes. Like he really oh, yeah. Just, and Madam Satan, too, which goes oh my gosh. all the way back. And that's an early yeah. one. And I'm like, yes, queen. Yeah, no. <laughs> so good. That, that Adrian movie. reached for the stars, and then he put them all over Glinda's dress. <laughs> like yes. he's just amazing. Ugh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, Glinda's dress. That amazing. <sighs> amazing because it's like it's so funny because i remember watching as a kid just being like oh she's got a big giant princess dress and then the older i was and the more i was like aware of costume he's basically just recycled the looks from marie antoinette and he did that same full court the full court wide pannier Mm -hmm. look and then it's like and that gives her even even more unworldly shape Mm because it's not like a normal shape that's just sort of like a round kind of like gone with the wind style you know because that's what you would have assumed it was so yeah and and it's not exactly yes yeah no and and i feel like that and then her headpiece to me it very much harkens back to the original artwork and style like almost Mm -hmm. that, that art nouveau kind of styling that you saw in the original um uh, sketches and things from the from the books and novels yeah. so he really tried and even like the i would say the general aesthetics of the costumes it's like it was like art deco 1930s meets the F- frank bomb like real like the actual sketches and imagery from the books from the er- from the early like it was art nouveau meet art deco like in mm-hmm. f- full fantasy it was so uh, <laughs> i just yeah and you're right i mean especially when you watch watching that movie now it is obvious um, they are not using some like poly cast of satin uh, in, on any of those outfits, no. especially in the like when they get to the city of Oz. That is, those are wools and silks, and you can just see the the richness and the textures and the sheen and everything on uh, like on camera. 
Um, and just the way things drape and fit everybody. Like there's these beautiful like capes, like cowl capes that they're wearing. And, and, uh, and it's just, yeah, it's, there's Uh, such a variety too. Yeah. Apparently he used a lot of like, um, in the munchkins, he used a lot of oversized buttons and a lot of like, I love that. Yeah. There's like white buttons everywhere. Yeah. Like like, weird wired flowers coming out of their shoes. It's because he wanted everyone to feel like dolls and like, give them like kind of like a weird doll like quality and stuff. And there's, they're just so beautiful. And like, like the wide, the wide binding on edges to make everything sort of look very graphic and like mm-hmm. cartoony and very was, folky uh, yeah it's really cool I'm like that's some of the work I mean if you there's not a lot of looks in this movie as far as the main characters Mm-mm. nobody changes costumes so there's very little costume changes in that yeah. the only actually the f- person who has the most costume changes is Frank Morgan because that's the yes. actual <laughs> character changes yeah. but um, if you look pay attention to the um, the extras like all of the munchkins in the background and then all of the people in the the Emerald City, they all have amazing costumes. Just, like just yeah, brilliant everybody costumes. Everybody, it's, you just you sc- every screenshot, every person is just perfect. Every, yeah. Absolutely perfect. And I I love I love the flowers like on the toes and the hats too because you know like in the opening scene they're hiding in the bu- in the bushes mm-hmm. and I love that it's like to me it's like it's this camouflage that they have w- so that they can quickly hide because they're so small you know and yeah. I just I I loved it. I it's, <laughs> it's so good. It's, it's the it's greatest like, movie. It's like the it's like ultra whimsy. It's like it whimsy, is ultra whimsy, whimsy first, like yes. super cool. I love, I just love it. It's, yeah, this uh, is the benchmark. It's so cool. I mean, and Glinda's dress is amazing. And amazing. actually, I want to talk about this guy um, that I um, have been talking to on Instagram really quick. Uh-huh. So he is, he's on Instagram. Let me see here. I gotta find him. He's on Instagram, and it's called. Um, uh, his thing is called. Do do doodly do, please hold. We're gonna get there together. Okay, so you can follow this dude at Glinda's Wand, G L I N D A S W A N D, and his deal is that he makes auth- he makes um, his byline is Glinda's authentic costume test wand from The Wizard of Oz and my costume and prop replicas. So oh he creates replica versions of Glinda's wand and um, the and Dorothy's shoes. So uh, okay, that yes. Life goals. <laughs> so he basically has wow. he had I don't know how he did it, but he had somebody make replica blanks of the shoe. The, so it's the same shoe as same shape as the Dorothy shoe, and then he covers them with like organza and hand sequins, hand sequins these shoes he's like and then he covers the fabric and he gets like a vintage sequence like hand dyed like in paris to match the like to match the color as close as possible he's like painstakingly does this stuff and i like really really um want a pair i will (laughs) well there's that um do they come in a size 11 mils (laughs) for you anything yes uh so apparently he does them for um he makes them for like collectors and those sort of things, just people who want to like round out their collection or like, yeah. um, uh, or other sort of, uh, you know, museums and those sort of things. And he mm-hmm. ended up making a pair for the Smithsonian as well. Oh my gosh. So I amazing. guess they have one of his on display as like a reference to those. And I'm like, yeah. that's, <gasps> no, that's, so and that's cool. really great because I know some of these things are so delicate and to have them out, um, all the time is pretty mm-hmm. taxing on the artifacts themselves. And then of course we all know about the great shoe caper that happened in like circa 2005 when the pair was stolen. Those have never I been know, recovered. Yeah. That's I want to write a whole 
mo- like movie around that. Like <laughs> I know. How has that not been made into like the ultra gay version of the it- oh. Italian job? <laughs> I know. Well, you know what? I want it to, like I want it to be where like coming together. I want it to be where some, some like little little trashy kids in a trailer park find them and it's our whole their whole adventure on how they're trying to save the shoes from like oh. nefarious hands of other trashy adults. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the gayest version of the Goonies. Yeah, pretty much. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, I could totally see that happening. Uh yeah. Hit me yeah, up Netflix. Yeah. I'll write it for you. <laughs> so so awesome. Um so um let me I think I should just Is there anything you want to talk about this movie before we get into the storyline real fast? Um I I I'm trying to think. There were like I mean there's just so many like factoids about the movie like um I mean, it's you know ridiculous. we were we were talking about just all that. I think um oh probably real quick I I I was going to I don't know if you remember but when we first met and we were going to FIDM do you remember mm-hmm. when they had the costumes on display um and they did the um that was like the, one of the first times they did the Oscar nominated uh, oh, yeah, costumes yeah. and it was like to date ourselves this is 19 years ago. We saw yes. things like uh costumes from Shakespeare in Love on display before our eyes and ever after and uh-huh. um let's see uh what was the other one that was elizabeth um, elizabeth costumes the, were yeah. on there and but they um, had some vintage ones too they had the vintage ones and that was that special like other room that we went into and they had all the iterations of the dorothy pinafore and dress remember oh, yeah. and they had them in sepia tone and that i remember at the time that blew my mind that was the first time i really like I was, I had seen, I did, first of all, I didn't know that there would be so many iterations like, and they all looked slightly different. It was, it was mm-hmm. their kind of prototyping of the, of the Dorothy costume and yeah. they had them all on display. And a lot of the preliminary ones, they looked like they did in the, in the sepia black and white. They were done in this, like, like a check that was like an ivory and brown. And there were slight variations on the straps, on the blouse. And it, it really, it blew my mind. And you, they had them yeah. side by side and you saw them sort of evolve into the final dress that you saw on. And then of course, like the, it's not a true white, it's like a pink, it's a pink and yeah. blue that they use. But in, of course, it, and again, th- I, this was such an education for me, just that something could look so different in person and so different on camera. Yeah. Because, because the, I mean, Technicolor yeah. was so weird too. Right. Like Technicolor until, had like a, yeah. a strange effect on colors. Mm-hmm. So they had and, to... and up until that point, I had only really seen like theater costumes. Like I understood lighting from a point from a theater perspective, but film was, is a completely different language. Just how mm-hmm. things like makeup, hair, color, the way things register on film is a whole other world. And it was it was fascinating and it was really I feel like that was really special to see. So that's like one of my greatest memories. Like costume that costumes was. in person <clears throat> memories. Yeah. God, it fit them had such amazing, amazing costume exhibits. Like amazing. every single year. I remember they had um, And free. That, they were all free. Oh, yeah. You know, it was just, all of them free. just costumes for the people. It was wonderful. It still is yeah, so wonderful. They still do it, you know. So they do, yeah. and I think they've expanded their they Mm-hmm. They're definitely their galleries are bigger now than they used to be, yep. which is good. So if you do live in the Southern California area, head on down to downtown LA and just stop by because yeah. they'll always have something going, yeah. which is really worth worth a trip. Um, we can't recommend it enough. It's just yeah. so great. It's. Really I remember fun. they had one of the gowns from uh, Marie Antoinette, the, um, yes. the thirty night the, from the original Marie mm-hmm. Antoinette, and they had they had Claudette Colbert uh, from Cleopatra, that green bias cut gown with all the pleating. It yes. was like, which she wears in the movie for like. 
the like 10 seconds yeah it, it blew like our it, goddamn minds it I was, was like just amazing holy shit. i fell in love with that guy <laughs> yeah. it was so beautiful um, it was so good yeah so awesome but yeah oh, i think man. it was just just kind of that like there's just, yeah and there's just so many like i still believe you you could probably do i i think it would be better as a netflix series but like you could do a whole uh story just on the making of this film like you said you know just around adrian and the actors and what they had to do and try like like um the act like did you know that um like bert lar and jack haley and um ray bolger they weren't even allowed to eat in the commissary they had to they had to eat in their dressing rooms because they were worried they would scare everybody when they would take break <laughs> and like i said Mar uh, margaret hamilton she was she was on a liquids only diet because they were worried of her ingesting the green like they were like well we don't know what you know and then she had green like on her for for months like in it would pores. not like in her port like it was just not come out like it was she was stained like her face was stained for months after that jesus christ 36 dude. years old you guys and she <laughs> she carries that role and God. i'm sorry i think i personally i think her outfit that she wears like is very historically accurate looking like her little blouse her little like bitty blouse and everything when she comes to visit mm -hmm. in the beginning oh, yeah. and yeah. um and i i i don't know is it just me but i think i kind of think the witch outfit is kind of fabulous i mean you can well, tell yeah. it's like a like it is like it, it is made out of a gorgeous you can just tell especially in the restored version you're like that is kind of fierce that yeah. is a i kind of want that dress <laughs> i know good lord yeah god another thing that i forgot to i failed didn't realize until like watching it this time is like how funny the movie is oh, like it's, it's actually funny. really funny and like yes. Bert Lahr and especially Bert Lahr and Jack Haley like really are oh just kind of bringing it they um, bring it it's so and it, like the characters those two characters are so gay like <gasps> ultra <laughs> ultra gay like i mean come on i love them all so much i mean when they first get the, when they go to the emerald city and they get all dolled up and he, like bert lar is living for I his know. like Which, get living way, for his ringlets <laughs> and then when they go and see the um the guy who's like the guardsman in front of the wizard and they're like we need to see the wizard and they're like you can't go see the wizard and the bert lar's response was but i got a permanent for the occasion <laughs> how did i miss that line <laughs> i just love how like when it, when they go i love the montage where the shows them all getting cleaned up and they uh -huh. all have people who are like specially you know like they have their own little special crew of like people who are fixing them and, right like, they're stylists they're stylists <laughs> and i love how like the tin man and the scarecrow have those guys who are like hey hep -ho, hey home you know like the mustaches and they're like you know doing that rub yeah. rub here rub rub there and then they get to you know dorothy and she's got these nice you know kind of ladies almost mom like and then you get to bert lar and it's just hot chicks <laughs> yep. hot chicks and cocktail wiper and they're just like oh you're so cute <laughs> and he's like <laughs> and he's got his you little know? paws up in front Oh my face. god, like, it's he's so good. giggling like a schoolgirl. <laughs> but like that's Bert Lar in every movie. You're just like Bert Lar and hot chicks are like just they it's a magnet, you know. <laughs> I know. But then there's also when they're in the forest and when they're first in the forest before they meet the cowardly lion and they're like um Jack Haley or the Tin Man's like, you know, you know they're like are we going to are we going to run into some weird characters? And he's like he's like I don't know, probably not. Maybe some lions and tigers and bears. And then they do that thing where it's like lions, tigers and then they cut to the Tin Man. He's like and, and bears. bears. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> like you queen. I'm like you fucking queen. Well, you know what's really funny about you know that voice he and uses bears. <laughs> and bears. Um, I, I was reading somewhere that apparently that voice he did for the Tin Man. He um, so he that's he doesn't obviously talk that way normally. Oh yeah. He no. he that was the voice he would use when he would read to his son at night. He'd read like children's stories, so he would do like gentle mm-hmm. voice. And so that Aww. was that was the gentle voice he would use when he would yeah when he would read stories to his kids at night he would do like it's characters so and stuff. i know i know just it just like <laughs> it's so touching i love I it can't so much even. Can't but those, even. it's those little things that like give it that special energy where you're like just kind of like you're saying about adrian like this was like literally a childhood dream come true and you feel mm-hmm. it in every moment you feel it so much you're just like oh god it's so special <laughs> i know it's, it's so like, good oh, god um <laughs> I'm gonna get into the story yes, real quick. Yes, please jump like, in. Oh, yeah. Jesus, we're already 40 minutes into this. I know. Um, There's so much. It just we it's love be this a six movie. hour long episode. Um, so, in the okay. Wizard of Oz, um, <laughs> which is a movie that no one's ever seen before, right? In, in case you've never heard or seen or know anything about yes. this, let's give you a recap. <laughs> okay. Good. In case you were born out of an egg yesterday. <laughs> so. Dorothy Gale, played by Judy Garland, lives on a farm in Kansas. Um, and this is during the Dust Bowl. And she lives with her Auntie M, named, played by Clara Blandwick, Blandick, and her Uncle Henry, played by Charlie Good. Uh, 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 the coffee's really ha- kicking in. Are we yelling? Um, but it's, yeah, it's like the coffee's kicking in, but having the opposite effect. Um, so Uncle Henry, played by Charlie Grapewin. So... She's in a tizzy because Miss Gulch, played by Margaret Hamilton, is coming to confiscate her dog Toto, played by Terry, um, because he bit her. Aunt M doesn't want um, Gulch to cause a stir, so she lets her take her dog, take the dog. And while um, Mrs. Gulch leaves on her do 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 bike. Um, <laughs> Toto manages to escape and makes his way back to Dorothy. So Dorothy, realizing that she's harboring a fugitive, um, also thinks to herself that Gulch is going to be coming back for mm-hmm. Toto. So she's like, let me peace out of here. And so they run away because that's... That's what you kids know, do. <laughs> they run away. Yeah, because that's the logic of a child. Yep. <laughs> um, the, so this is when she meets Professor Marvel, played by Frank Morgan. So basically he performs a cold read on her and convinces her to head back home. But a storm is brewing. Mm-hmm. Um, so when Dorothy makes it home, it it's an all-out twister. And she and Toto and the house get sucked up into the tornado. Um, and when Dorothy lands, she's in a wonderful new world filled with technicolor. Oh my God. I mean that part where she opens it, it takes your breath away every time oh, every so, time it's so cool like it's so cool um so she meets the good witch of the north Glinda played by Billy Burke Florence Ziegfeld's second wife um <laughs> just saying I mean I know I love your stats Ziegfeld. she's um, fucking amazing <laughs> Uh, yeah, Billy Burke. You may remember her from Dinner at Eight, yes. starring Jean Harlow. Just you know. Anyway. No, that was a uh, quality sidebar. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> so it turns out Dorothy's house landed on the Wicked Witch of the East, killing her and freeing the Munchkins from their from her spell. So the Munchkins are super grateful, um, but their fun is interrupted when the Wicked Witch of the West, Margaret Hamilton, bursts in. Um, she wants to get revenge and the ruby slippers, which are now on Dorothy's feet. Um, work those Louboutins, honey. I know, right? <laughs> I mean, yes, queen. Uh, <laughs> so in order to get home, Dorothy has to follow the yellow brick road to the Emerald City to ask for help from the Wizard of Oz. 
On the way there, she meets the Scarecrow, played by Ray Bulger, who needs a brain. She also (laughs) meets the Tin Woodsman, played by Jack Haley, who needs a heart. And finally, she meets the Cowardly Lion, played by Bert Lahr, who is in need of courage. Um, The Wicked Witch um, keeps tabs on the crew, and she does her best to thwart their efforts. Um, With the Emerald City in sight, they get caught in a field of poppies, poisoned by the Wicked Witch. Luckily, they get some help from Glinda, and they manage to get to the Emerald City, where they get dolled up in time to meet the wizard. So, at first, he refuses to meet with them until it is revealed that they are traveling with Dorothy, who is being trolled in the sky by Wicked Witch. So... (laughs) The Wicked Witch, like, tweets in the sky, like a grown woman, (laughs) and (laughs) the wizard tells them that he will grant their wish, if wishes, if they bring back the broom of the Wicked Witch. So, um, the team heads out to get said broom, when the Wicked Witch sends her flying monkeys to attack attack them in the in the um in the haunted forest Mm -hmm. the monkeys captured dorothy but um the boys get left behind and dorothy is held captive in the wicked witch's castle um the witch wants the rubies but she can't get them off of her so the witch sets sets a murder timer um (laughs) just to fuck with dorothy um and she's like when this is done i'm gonna kill you um it's, it's you know <laughs> standard supervillain stuff and very <laughs> terrifying to watch as a child i just yes <laughs> um so the lion tin man and the scarecrow work on getting into the castle by doing a little bit of guardsman drag mm-hmm. you know they, they lip sync for their lives <laughs> for your and, life <laughs> yes um sh- and uh, so a chase ensues between the boys, Dorothy, and the Wicked Witch. Um, the witch corners the group and threatens the scarecrow with her broom that's lit on fire. Luckily, Dorothy has a bucket full of water and throws it on the witch, which causes her to melt mm-hmm. for, for some reason. Um, <laughs> being that the witch is now dead, the guardsmen declared Dorothy their new ruler. Shantae, you stay. <laughs> and... <laughs> Damn it, you beat me to it. Fuck. <laughs> You've got to be on your toes, I Kathy. know, right? God. <laughs> so the group returns to the wizard with a broom in hand, but it turns out this isn't enough to appease him. Disappointed and annoyed, the group stands their ground, even though the wizard dismisses them, and Toto takes matters into his own hand, hands and tugs on a curtain, revealing that the wizard is, in fact, just an ordinary man. Now that the ruse is thwarted, the wizard grants the wishes of the, of the Oz pals, um, and he gives the scarecrow a diploma, probably from DeVry. Um, the Tin Man a watch, probably from Swatch. And the Lion gets a Medal of Valor. And in order to get Dorothy home, he offers her a ride in his hot air balloon, which yep. he keeps in a garage somewhere. Um the residents of Emerald, the Emerald City see the Wizard and Dorothy off in style, but Toto catches the eye of a cat who's there for some reason. I know. <laughs> like, there, there's some anti-cat sentiments in this movie. Yeah, I'm not, not, <laughs> not into um, it. <laughs> and he jumps out of the basket, and Dorothy chases after him, and the balloon takes off, leaving her behind. Um, despondent, she doesn't know how to get home. Luckily, Glinda shows up in her bubble and with the answer to with the answer to her prayers. Turns out she had the power to go home the whole time. Dorothy <laughs> says her goodbyes to the boys and clicks her heels together three times. There's no place like home. And she wakes up back in her sepia-toned Kansas, surrounded by her friends, who she swears were in Oz with her. Yep. The ant. Oh, oh, this movie man. is magic. It's I mean. wonderful. And I, I actually wrote in my notes, I was like, Aunt M is the real MVP. Because 
I remember like, it's so funny you watch this movie and like there's things that I watch now as an adult that didn't really I didn't understand or didn't really register to me as a kid but I mm-hmm. I, I love when she stands up to Elmira Gulch and you can yes. feel the 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 shade of it all and then yes. i also i didn't realize too like i remember you know when they do the tornado scene and you hear it going dorothy and i remember that sounding so funny to me as a kid but then watching it now where they're like literally she's in hysterics trying to find her and they're physically wrestling her into the root cellar i cried yeah. i was like that is no. so like it did you're just like wow like yeah. this person was her you know really loved her and i thought she did such a good like that was intense actually and anyone's ever lived through or been through a tornado that part was a little scarier than like that. That is that 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 shit is real. You know, it yeah, is, it it was is a terrifying. Scene. It, really it was, was very intense. My other another Aunt M scene was when she was in the when Dorothy's in the castle and she sees Aunt M in the, glo- oh in the like crystal ball and then it switches over to the the witch like totally yeah <laughs> like, fucking with her I like, know. Being, like she's like dumb and she's like Auntie I know oh my I god like, oh, like, like well, the, worst. the witch is kind of a bitch kind of <laughs> like, <laughs> like really like it was like she really takes this wicked thing seriously a real see like, you next Tuesday if you know what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> she yeah. takes every opportunity to troll to troll Dorothy like it's going out of style. She's no, like, what uh, is that you, about? <laughs> you really, like, they make sure that when in the end, as scary as it is when she melts into the floor, you, you're glad to see her go. You really are. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's funny. I know I've, I've talked to people over the years who some of their, like, for a lot of people, the most terrifying thing were those damn flying monkeys. And when they pull, oh, when they pull Dorothy away, like, people are like, nightmares, nightmares. I mean, yeah. it, it is very, those are scary <laughs> things, too. It's just brilliant. This it's movie is so it's fairy tale realness in every yes. way. Um, and oh also, uh, and you know what this movie also reminds me of? Oh, remember when we? Because uh, when we first reconnected after oh that gosh, long hiatus of not hanging right. out, so you came over, you came to New York and visited, and then the second time you came to visit, it was for Halloween. That's right. And we all did, we all did the Wizard of Oz, but reversed gender. Oh my gosh! So the and best. You were the tin, the Tin Woods woman, <laughs> and <laughs> I was favorite. the, I, and the I was witch. the wicked. And I was the wicked wizard of the West. Oh my gosh. And Ryan was Dorothy. <laughs> it was so good. I know. And then you're, oh my gosh. Oh my and your god. friend Nancy, her lion, I, oh I my god. blew me away. Nancy's lion. I, bl- MVP. I, yeah, oh my god. She, no, MVP for real. And she looked yeah. so adorable. And it was like, it was like her personality and the, it was just amazing. I just, and it was, I think that I feel like each costume was like a reflection of our personalities too. But that slow roll when we were walking down the street arm in arm and people were like, oh, that looks, oh my god. You know, <laughs> it, was just, it was so satisfying. If you ever want to revive that, um, just um, give me a call. Bitch, please. Yes, I, queen. I, anytime, I want anytime. to. And by the I way, have... <laughs> I learned to tambour sequin to make that costume. Oh, and good. it was everything I've ever. Like, yes. It was like, the, I cannot. It changed my life when I learned how to do that. So. Well, um, I definitely want to. I would love to like re- redo and like. I want to embellish my um my Tin Woman jacket. I want. I want. Like I. I would love oh to like redo the jacket. And and I've. But I still. I. I encrusted the the funnel cap with sequins and <laughs> or with rhinestones and same thing with the axe handle. So I'm ready to go. I'm, re- I'm ready to go yes. anytime. <laughs> <laughs> oh uh, God. 
That's, yeah, yeah. I'm definitely. I'm still working on that. I have the the jacket that I've, I take. A, I took apart the jacket and I've been liberating it up. And oh my I gosh! I kind of want to keep going and well, make I the will... whole like Wicked Witch of the West, like straight up liberace style. Like, oh my god! Well, I am and, like... into it. I, 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 we got to do this. It'll be so much yes. fun. But yeah, we highly. It's so. It's such a fun. Um, you guys, it's such a fun group costume to do like reverse gender. It like has so or much even, potential. Yeah. Or just you know regular whatever. And do like Vegas style Wizard of Oz. <sighs> I know. Like it was. Oh god. Just had to t- Ryan, so cool. tell Adrian would be so proud and I I, I, I feel we could safely say that I hope he would you know be. I mean please it's oh and also real quick my mom uh, I talked to her last night telling we were uh, we were gonna record this and she wanted me to remind everybody that I was born right down the street from where this was filmed on Washington Boulevard in Culver City so Aww. shout out to Culver City that's where I'm from <laughs> ooh, ooh. <laughs> so my mom always felt she's like no you're a very special person because you're a special child you were born down the street oh from where that was filmed so oh my god did like, you know that they <laughs> did you see that they did that they um installed a giant rainbow over that building <sighs> it's did. like a permanent rainbow that goes it's like an yep. archway that goes yep. it's yep. amazing yep. like it's kind of rad magic is real um, people magic is real <laughs> so i mean yeah. i just love that this movie is just Oh God, I'm so glad this movie exists. Me and too. It will always exists. Me too. Like, and you know, talk about blood, sweat, and tears, quite literally. And it went into making. And this is, you know, we we've say this over and over about a lot of these movies, like love them or hate them. People work their fucking asses off in a way that mm-hmm. probably is not legal today. No, <laughs> actually, no. it's not at all. Especially the no. children. So yes. and the animals. So like, <laughs> which were kind of treated the same. Um. So like, this is it. It, it just. It's great. It's beautiful. It's so beautiful. It's wonderful. Thank you so much for choosing this movie. This is just really, I just, is the best. Best, best, best. This one was good. (laughs) And I also love the fact that there is that weird, like, coincident this thing that happened when the the, the jacket that. um, Oh, my gosh. The The jacket that. Frank Morgan wears mm-hmm. as Professor Marvel apparently was owned at one point for by Frank L. Baum. It had his label in it, and then yeah, it was confirmed by his wife it, and Taylor. I couldn't. And I they know. found it at like some secondhand store yeah. in in California, so that he ended up just like randomly pulling it. It was insane. But like that's I'm telling, magic like, is real, people. This was fortuitous. It was amazing. It, like all the it's things like, came together. <laughs> what are the odds? Like so I, cool. So good. Just the thing with Adrian. What are the odds that the person they get to do it just happens to be, oh, the thing I've dreamt about since childhood? Like, what are the odds? You know? And let me pull my childhood journals. Yes. That's so cool. Yeah. Shout out to Adrian's sister (laughs) also as well for being the catalyst. (laughs) So, I mean, yeah. Magic. This should be a movie. This should be a movie. (laughs) Yes. Um, Do you have any highlights you want to talk about for costumes, or Um, is there? Well, I I just Glinda. I mean, Glinda is is just um she she will she will haunt all your beautiful dreams for the rest of your life. Like it is. I mean, (laughs) she's amazing. It's beautiful. That's I mean that's my favorite. But I also kind of love um, the little dresses that the hot chicks who work with Bert Lar wear. They're they, these su- super cute little teeny tiny. They have like, you can tell they're probably made out of like the green wool. And they're, they're like the yeah. full circle skirts with little green petticoats and those giant white buttons down the side. Oh, and they've got their so hair cute. all done up in little like, the little like poodle curls. They're, you know, and it just, they look so, so cute. And, we'll have um, to find photos of that, yeah. like his and Paul references to that, because it's so cute. There's so many good Emerald City looks, like so those many good ones. Emerald City looks are so cool. Yeah, like, I love the um, I love uh the fr- uh, 
uh, Frank Morgan's look that he wears as the guard in front of the Wizard of Oz because he's wearing like the fur oh, hat for, with the oh, fur gloves so and good. they're like lime green and then everything else is emerald green. It's like, oh And you know God. that's like real fur they dyed. Like oh, it, yeah, that yeah, is, because yeah, I, mean, I was like, wow, that so, looks like really good faux fur today. I'm like, that's not faux fur. That's, that's not faux fur. fur yeah, then. exactly. <laughs> it just, but the way everything shows up on camera is, and then, yeah, God. even like Bert Lahr, I was reading his costume had like actual lion pelts on it and it weighed like a yeah. hundred pounds. So yeah. it I was just, real, like, I mean, apparently. talk about commitment, these people, you know, I mean, everything from that to like Dorothy's boobs being bright, you know, bound <laughs> down, which, you know, it's a whole other, you know, again, just adding to that misery. But but like there were a lot of people did a lot, like worked so hard to make this fantasy reality. And it's what's great. We love it. So good. Yeah, it's so good. Oh, this movie. Oh God, I can't. I want to watch it again just to try and get more looks. Look, a better look at the the Munchkins and a better look at like all the people who live. Oh in yeah, Emerald City because there's so many beautiful costumes and they just. Oh, it is. It really so is. Cool. And you guys, uh, just to let you know, it's like five dollars to buy on Amazon and own it forever, fully restored. Really? Yeah, five bucks. I couldn't believe it. I was like, uh, why don't I have this? Like, it should be like, hi, welcome to your Amazon Prime membership, and here's your Wizard of Oz for five dollars. <laughs> like, it was ridiculous. I couldn't believe it. It was like, uh, yeah, I, so I was like, yes, please. So first of all, and then my sister's like, and so why don't you, I was like, no, don't judge me. I know I don't own it yet. Like, <laughs> we have it now. It's fine. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I have it on DVD and I just had just this, I just bought it, never watched it. I'm like, yeah. just in case. Just, just oh, oh of course. <laughs> yeah. There's a few yeah. movies where you're just like, yeah, I'm just going to keep this because if I ever have, have to like run out of my house in the middle of the night and grab five things, I just want to make sure this is here. <laughs> <laughs> I agree with you. <laughs> like, Philip, are you okay? Oh, yes. I got my Wizard of Oz DVD. Everything's fine. Everything's fine. We'll be okay. We can always start over and rebuild. <laughs> my God. Uh, you laugh because it's true. <laughs> it's true. It's very true. So, yeah. I mean, this movie is so inspiring. I just, very, very. And and it's it's oh, it's good young and old like if you mm-hmm. ever need to watch some kids and you want to sit down you don't really want to watch a kids movie put this on put this on they yeah. will be enthralled and so will you it is it is yeah. so good so good oh, yeah wow well did unless we have anything else no, i think we're good we can get into those shameless lungs yeah um so uh we'd love to hear from you guys keep mm-hmm. in touch um we've been talking to you guys over on social media which has been yeah, awesome thank you so much good to hear from you <laughs> so old hollywood realness on facebook and instagram you can tweet us at ohr podcast you can email us anything if you have any questions or anything you add want to add to the conversation uh mm-hmm. old hollywood realness at gmail.com uh our website is old hollywood realness.com we have a amazon banner which you can click and use um, to mm-hmm. support the show when you shop on Amazon, easy peas, um, which would be awesome. Yes. And then let's see, we have our Pinterest boards too. So that's going to be, we'll be mm-hmm. linking those on the actual website as well. So if you follow us on Pinterest, it's just old Hollywood realness. We'll have um, some, we'll be pooling together all of our resources on there. Yep. Um, mad props to Hal Lublin for his vocal talents at the top of the podcast. Yeah. And um, if you guys could go to uh, iTunes and uh, rate, review, and subscribe. So give us a five-star review and write a little blurb. That'd be fun. We'd love to read it on the podcast. Um, we're now on Stitcher. 
I don't know if everybody knows that. We're on Stitcher finally. (laughs) Apparently, I kind of biffed that one and didn't really... Yay. To fill out the forms properly, well, you know, <laughs> it's all Good. better now. Yeah, <laughs> it's there. It's awesome. Um, so if you if you use Stitcher, we're there. So easy peas, do your thing. Um, and then in the meantime, thanks for listening to Old Hollywood Realness. Bye.